If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Our founders carried muskets, not assault weapons. And I don't think a single one of them would have said that you have a constitutional right to an assault weapon with a high capacity magazine. My goodness. Yo, Gov. Hey, you, you may not re- recognize that boy uh, from Illinois, making some noise. Governor J.B. Pritzker. Yo, genius. Those muskets. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the Redcoats had? <laughs> My goodness. Those of that day? All that stuff. What the farmer, what the militia, what the American... Patriot soldier, the colonist, what he was carrying. That was military grade back then. My goodness. Yeah, that's uh, more more genius comments from the left. Uh, welcome to the Dana Show. Happy Tuesday, amigo. It's Taco Tuesday, and it's appropriate that Southern Command is fired up. We're firing up the kitchen and providing you some news tacos today. Uh, I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash. And Dana's taken an extra day off. Lord willing, we'll be back with us tomorrow. And if you'd like to say hello, you can do so on the, as she said, the Twitter's thing and uh, the address at Sergio Talk. So answer me this, amigo. What are the most recent gun law, much celebrated bipartisan gun law up in D.C.? What did that do to prevent this killing in that nice community just north of Chicago, all Americana community just north of Chicago, which I, which I found a, a little bit more about Highland Park. I, I was not familiar with. They say it's kind of picturesque, is representative of America. In fact, where's I have it here in the stack? It was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They filmed that there. There was other movies that they filmed at that nice town. It's a nice community, all American community. It could happen anywhere because evil is everywhere. What did that recent gun law up in D.C. do to prevent this, to save lives? Man, you can take all the guns away. You can take all the rifles away. But, man, I'm looking at in the stack of news for over the past couple of weeks. From Finland to Amsterdam to other nice places that have strong gun control. Some crazies going into shopping centers, crazies going into nightclubs, shooting up gays, shooting up customers. 
when evil individuals are hell-bent on killing other human beings, they'll find a way to get the gun. How the heck do you think the criminals around here do that? Look, in Illinois, of all places, so sad. And we don't want this to happen. But we need to get back to a strong moral code in this country. And yes, it is based on religion. And, and, and on the religious side, this is just my opinion, on the religious side, we've gone through almost a generation now of churches themselves and people behind the pulpit preaching on me and based, not a God-based, morality-based gospel, a me, me, me-based gospel, all this prosperity crap. Everything's about you. Nothing about right and wrong, black and white, what is good, what is evil. They stopped preaching that a long time ago. We've got more than generation. Abandon the schools, abandon morality in the schools. Just let the government have it. This is what we get. We get an amoral American society. We're evil, and now with social media, the hyper-sharing of evil and information, and how-tos. You got a bunch of individuals that are, well, you call them disenfranchised. They're just, they're the product of evil. Bad parents, bad upbringing. Maybe they're just bad seeds in themselves, but it's no accident. An amoral society, a a society, an American society, devoid of morality, devoid of of understanding of what is evil, what is good, what is right, and what is wrong. It's no accident. You got, here in deep south Texas, the, down the highway, we've got one of the state penitentiaries down the highway, several miles from here from the radio station. 77, between 75 and 80% of all the men in that penitentiary come from fatherless homes. No moral guidance, no moral compass. I'll say it. No God, no fear of authority. Expect to see more of this. So you tell me, amigo, what did the recent gun law up in D.C. do to save lives, do to prevent the shooting up in Highland Park in in Illinois? He can pass all the laws that you want. Heck, in Illinois... They're just a nice, that Highland Park place, that's, that's a nice community, all-American community, backdrop to some, some of the 1980s. I think, it was, I think 16 Candles was filmed there as well. It's all-American town. Illinois, you got some of the more most restrictive laws on the books when it comes to gun ownership, personal protection, you being able to carry your, your sidearm your rifle in the public. Protect yourself. The fastest way to get rid of a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. If an individual standing, walking around in that little town just north of Chicago, restrict, you know, just so restrict of the state of Illinois, they even got they got red flag laws. How do the red flag laws help out? And this dude was on the radar. Law enforcement knew about this guy. And he'd been going online, spewing all sorts of all sorts of hateful type of crap. 
Like, what are the red, what are the red flags gonna, laws going to do? What are all these restrictive laws on gun ownership, personal protection going to do? They did nothing. Pass all the, the laws or only for the law abiding. Man, we've been here so many times. It's going to happen again and again because America has descended into an amoral morass. Lack of morality. Lack of respect for authority. Lack of recognition of what is right, what is wrong, what is black and what is white. Man, they, we're, we're, now we're rearing a, a new generation that is confused about its own plumbing. <laughs> My goodness. So just, it's, it's coming, amigo. More of this stuff. More of this stuff. And sadly, uh, we, we, have, we have some reckoning. This country needs to do some soul searching, and I and I do, I do see hope. I have pride in my country. I, I do see hope because I think the more these things happen, these killings, all these all this confusion of you know that's being taught to our children, all this lack of understanding of 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 our history, uh, rewriting our history, of, of confusing. American citizens of the blessing that we have to be a citizen. I think people are standing up, and I would encourage you as a liberty-minded individual. This has nothing to do with party. Now, I can tell you on the Democrat side, they've been lost for a long time. Republicans are not necessarily answered. We've got a lot of noodle-spying individuals. About 15 of them passed that new law, applauding themselves and patting themselves on the back. You know, bipartisan legislation for gun safety. You did nothing to prevent this. You can write all the laws. Nothing will prevent all this amorality, all this murder. We still have murders every single day in this country. It's, it's, it's evil within the human soul, within society. And that's why we have laws to prosecute those who commit this evil. You can examine, you can you know, pick the belly length um, as, as much as you want. But in the end, it's a lack of morality, a lack of fear of authority, a lack of fear of the Almighty. And that's what we need to get back to. So enough preaching for you. I'm going to get off the soapbox now. Let's see what else is in the news. Oh, another issue that doesn't seem to go away. Yeah, on the border here in Texas, uh, this note from Central Texas up in San Antonio, a comment on Texas border counties. You got some in leadership, and I agree with them. And this is going to be part of my conversation with uh, an old contact of mine in Border Patrol, an author who worked in, here in South Texas, in California. Polly Acosta commented on this. And well, I did. I, I commented on this with Polly. I'll share that conversation a little later on in the show. Nine border counties, leadership in nine border counties. How much you want to bet not a single one of those are Democrats? Now, I know some of them are waking up, at least one or two, Del Rio area, some Democrat mayor out there, and other Democrats waking up because they see the flood of illegal immigrants coming this way. But I bet you overwhelming majority of these nine Texas county leadership who want to declare an invasion at our border, that's the way to do it. I bet you none of them are Democrat. Saying the federal government has not done its job, is not doing enough to stop the flood of human beings crossing illegally, crossing the border. So the goal is to declare an invasion as is available for states to do so and invoke war powers to give 
state law enforcement legal right to arrest and deport illegal immigrants. Don't you think that's what we need right now, Amigo? Every single day, we got about 5,000 to 7,000 illegal immigrants crossing the border every single day on the southwest border, and nothing's being done. State of Texas, I mean, I see DPS trucks, Department of Public Safety trucks all over the place, the, the SUVs. I went to um, here in McAllen, where we're broadcasting from today. I, I went to a local, um, what is that? That hotel, it's uh, Double Tree, Double Tree. They got the nice cookies <laughs> on a Friday night. <laughs> I, I went to a local Double Tree off the freeway next to the hospital, and, and I got me like a half dozen of those delicious cookies at Double Tree. And just, you know, I, I like them, hand it out to my kids. And in the parking lot, I'm not kidding, almost every single vehicle was Texas Parks and Wildlife. Another state agency patrolling the border, patrolling the river, trying to help out Border Patrol. We got DPS units all over the place. I see DPS units way down here in, in, in deep south Texas. I traveled to Dallas. I was up in central Texas, San Antonio, traveled to north Texas and, and Dallas. I didn't see too many DPS units on the road. Man, I was over to fly to Dallas, 85 a little bit more than 85 miles an hour on those on those highways. No DPS anywhere. They're all in South Texas on the border. They're still crossing. The illegals still still crossing. Five, seven thousand every single day. What we need is a declaration of an invasion. And I know the governor doesn't want that, but that's what we need. We need that fight. We need that court fight. We need that message to keep it in the headlines, to keep it in the front of people. You know, just a few days back. 50-some-odd people died in an empty, uh, in an abandoned tractor-trailer up in central Texas, San Antonio, right? Remember that? Remember that big headline? How quickly all that fades. But the cumulative death on the border, in ranch land, on the river, is pretty much the same. And far north of that, every single year, we never talk about it. Fix the problem at the border that Joe Biden created, declare an invasion. You got nine counties in Texas saying, we need to declare an invasion. War powers, let's go capture, send them back to Mexico. Let's go. That's coming up later in the program. This is The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting today from her Southern Command in South Texas. You want to say hello? It's at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. What we need to do domestically, what we need to do to bring down the cost of gas. Uh, Well, right? uh, Right? I seen a meme the other day that said, me Googling online how to make gas at home. Okay? Ooh, don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Hilarious. 
What's so funny? Kamala Harrison, I don't know what show she's on. And, and it's true what her host uh, was trying to say. Yeah? Going online, trying to figure out how to do it on, on my own. Well, we can. In America, we can do it. The problem is that we have, despite the comment from Vice President Kamala Harris there, domestically, she mentioned, that's her word, domestically. Absolutely. We have the power to do that, but we don't. Why? Because of Brandon and her boss, Joe Biden. And we're the ones, uh, he is the one that is hog-tying American oil production, energy production, and bring the price of gas for everybody. It's not, it's not funny. It's, it's funny to her because she doesn't feel the pain because American fans out there working today, out there listening to the radio, driving around some, somewhere out there listening to the Dana show and trying to make ends meet, maxing out their credit cards on more fuel bills, having to make a decision not to buy this because, well, the gas budget is twice as much as it was this time last year. We're selling out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars more every month. Yeah, she doesn't get it. There's a major disconnect. Hypocrisy. So much for the Democrat Party you know, being for the working people, for the poor. Like, that's for themselves. That's what it is. They got the power. They don't give a damn about it. Thank you for voting Democrat, giving them the power. Well, forget you. Then. For, forget your budget. Hey, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana, she should be in uh, tomorrow. So stick around for my conversation with Tim Snyder. Uh, he's with Matador Economics, and we we're talking about the retreating price of gas. You know, the, the national average is around 480, if not right at 480 on this Tuesday. It was at f like 501 just a few days back, and while it might be retreating, uh, that's not necessarily good news when it comes to economic activity. I, I know you guys are traveling. You guys are visiting family and driving around all over the place. You can tell by just by stopping at a, at a Bucky's travel center or one of those Big J travel centers. People all over the place. But, yeah, it's, there's a slowdown in the economy already taking place, and you're going to see in the gas prices. All right, Steve, well, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. On the medical front, good news. A doctor at University of Colorado searching for some funding, help him pay for a study. Possible breakthrough in the treatment of Parkinson's. Dr. Kurt Freed in the news has spent several years studying Parkinson's, believes that he has found a drug that suppresses the development of Parkinson's in people. Thing is, it's an FDA certified drug. So somebody holds a patent on this already. Dr. Freed searching for the clinical trial funding to get this going. Spam, uh, not like the online stuff, but the real stuff that I don't know what they make it from, but when you fry it and you eat it with some fried pineapple, is really good. Spam, the brand, 85 years today. And a little something for my buddy Chris Lash and for Dana. St. Louis Cardinals have become the first team, Major League Baseball, back to back to back to back home runs, four in a row. Congratulations to the Cardinals. From South Texas, this is the Dana Show. Caltech Innovation is back-to-back. -back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent-pending 15-round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full 
fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal, at keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. The evidence is clear. More guns, less crime. So why is there a relentless push for more gun control? On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, I talk with Dr. John Lott of the Crime Prevention Research Center about why mass shootings occur and how telling the truth about guns got him fired and how the media are only interested in one side of this debate. Join us. Follow The Bill Walton Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. If I had the ability to take care of guns, I would. But the legislature won't let us. The U.S. Congress won't let us. Um, The governor does the best he can. Our attorney general does the best he can. But this is a gun country. It's crazy. We're the most armed country in world history, and we're one of the least safest. So, you know... Until Americans decide that they want to give up the guns and give up the opportunity to get guns, we're going to have this problem. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. <laughs> the genius comments. Uh, not. Uh, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kinney. Yeah, until Americans decide that they want to give up guns. And be careful what you wish for. They don't, leftists don't think things through very well. My goodness. Uh, hey, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana, we're reporting to you still from Blessed Soil, Texas. Uh, She's in North Texas. Uh, I'm in South Texas, right here on the front lines of news. Uh, Yeah, illegal immigration every single day. Yeah, McAllen, Texas, Brownsville, Texas. But that's not everything that we're made of down here. We're still, um, thanks to Elon Musk, the spaceport, we might be punching a hole in the atmosphere in about three months. Boy, I can't wait. Yeah, the, the spaceport uh, over at Brownsville. Yeah, that's that's where we're broadcasting today. We're broadcasting from South Texas. You want to say hi online? It's at Sergio Talk. Yeah, that was uh, the mayor from Philly, uh, Jim Kinney. Uh, you know, we're a gun country, at least safe. Uh, we are at least safe, uh, mayor, in communities that have uh, high restrictions on gun ownership. Um, I could point to just south of the Rio Grande River around here. Look at Mexico. Look at my old stomping ground, Reynosa, Tamaulipas, Mexico, where I grew up. Las Cumbres is a neighborhood is is um, a hornet's nest. Cartel activity. The cartels they rule everything. They run the streets. They run the highways. They run the government. They run business. They getting protection money from all these people. The cartels they've got military grade, like massive, massive, true military grade weapons from our country, from Europe, from China, from overseas, wherever they can get it. Grenades, rocket launchers, they got it. That's the criminal element. And there are laws, woof, exponentially, just by number, many more laws south of the border when it comes to restricting ownership and being able to get a permit for ownership of a rifle, much much less a, a military weapon. You know, they... The criminal element, they don't obey anything. Oh, Jim Kenny. Man, you guys on the left, he's he's a poster boy for the 
the stupidity on the left. You, you don't think things through very well. I'm, I mentioned this comment prior on my program. I mentioned this on, on Dana's show, too. On the left, they show their true colors and wanting to restrict what you have to say. Uh, mold and erase the way uh, that you think, re-educate you to their form of thinking. What you have to say about either pronouns or transgenderism or gun ownership or you know, CRT, critical race theory, you know, rewriting history and all this crap being taught to our kids. All those things, you don't think right, then you are a threat to society. All these red flag laws that want to take guns and want to take rifles away from law-abiding citizens, who's to say that you empower government to declare individuals who think like that, much like they do on Facebook, they stick you in jail. In real life, the leftists want to stick everybody who don't think like them. They want to stick them in real jail, re-education camps. You're not getting out until you think right. That, that's the mindset of the left. And believe me, on the other side of the pendulum, there's some idiots who call themselves conservatives. They'll think the same thing. Be careful what you wish for. Because on the left... You advocate for gun ownership, you advocate for liberty, you advocate for capitalism versus, you know, the religion of climate change and restricting capital investment and, and production, restrict the market. In order to save the planet, you don't think, right, they want to jail you. They want to take your freedom away. Same thing happens when you give the government too much power. And Jim Kenney's in that camp that says only the police, only the cops should have well, the cops under the wrong government, Jim, Mayor. You know, who's to say that on the other side, individuals who do not understand liberty yet call themselves conservatives make, finally make a decision? They could say, I don't know, uh, they could declare that cent you know, advocates of centralized decision-making, lovers of communism, socialism, they're a danger to humanity. As, as some crazies on the left are saying, you know, anybody who's, who's a capitalist, advocates for capitalism, anyone who, who doesn't believe in, in climate change, a danger, existential danger of, of climate change, those people think wrong. They're a danger to humanity. They, they need to shut up. They need to be relegated to the trash bin of society and history. You give the government the power over them, yeah, absolutely, they will declare them crazies, take their guns away. On the other side, individuals who don't understand liberty, they'll say the same thing about you and point to history. The millions and millions under the Khmer Rouge killed. I mean, during the Chinese Communist Revolution killed. Millions upon millions. Stalin, the millions that he killed. That communist. The millions have died under centralized decision-making, starved to death. You are a threat to humanity. How about you give the power to the police, give the guns to the police, and, and once you, the leftists, are properly declared as enemies of humanity, and, and, and we look and point two examples in history, declare you the enemy and take your freedom away. Be careful what you ask for. Jim Kenney, a mayor up in Philly, not, not thinking things through very well. Uh, news note that I saw, uh, heads up, uh, this is a reality for us in Texas. We're under some sort of heat dome all the way back to Mississippi. 
Uh, we got some nasty, nasty hot weather. Uh, from the Plains, Midwest, um, out to the South, Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, even up to Illinois, we got nasty, hot, dry weather. And I mentioned this uh, just as a reminder in case you go to the, the market, you're going to the big box store or wherever, supermarket. Uh, I do this, especially this time of year. Uh, I'm, I snoop. I'm kind of nosy. I I take a look at the cars. If I see a, a little car seat back there, maybe indicates there might be a car seat, I take a look just to make sure. There's been, in my news piles daily here, there's been way too many reports of little ones left inside hot vehicles, car seats. There was two from Georgia just this morning. There were several other others that are coming in across the country. Just check those vehicles at that parking lot, that shopping center you're going. Make sure there's no baby in there. You call 911. All right, let me go to my buddy Tim Snyder with Matador Economics. Gas prices have been on the retreat of late. Nothing Joe Biden did. Well, well, maybe that, that's, that's not necessarily right. Joe Biden spun us into a recession. So thank you, Joe Biden, for the recession. Here's Tim Snyder. Gas prices, diesel prices, they are uh, on the mend. Prices going down. I think the national average now is still like a amazing 480-ish. I bet you Costco is even less expensive than other gas club is. Sam's, they do the same thing. Tim Snyder, Matador Economics. It's happy Tuesday, amigo. Gas prices retreating, Tim, because we're in a recession, right? I, that's a big part of it. I mean, there's there's a there's a point that we have to understand it in economics terms. It's called the point of diminishing marginal returns. In other words, you put more you put put so much input into something that the output begins to de- decrease, and we're forcing those prices down. We're starting to cut our demand uh, on gasoline because people are making decisions. And, and you and I've had this conversation. We actually talked about it before the national news picked up on it, but. You know, it's it's people are making those decisions to not take those big trips and and maybe not pay the exorbitant prices that you have to pay to get on an airplane. But they say that uh, we are taking vacations, and a lot of people, a lot of families are doing trips fifty miles or more. You know, Fourth of July, for example, and, and other big trips because we're just we just want to get out. So, what relief do we see out there? Is it in industry? Is it in shipping? AAA is saying everybody's taking a vacation to go see family or go have some fun after COVID. You know, I got to tell you the the interesting part about that is that at, and and I'm seeing actually both sides of this. I actually last weekend had had the opportunity to drive from Dallas to Houston. I stopped at a at a one of those big. Well, it was a Bucky's. So we might as well just <laughs> let the cat out of that bag. Um, <laughs> I, I love Bucky's. Five thousand yeah. people. I bet there was five thousand people in that Bucky's. Yeah, um, yeah. All traveling, all going somewhere. It tells you something. Now, a lot of people have made the decisions not to get on the airplane, and maybe they're driving, maybe they're doing what they're doing. But you have to understand, people are beginning to maybe, you know, carve back. Maybe not take that extra trip. I have had the opportunity to drive out into West Texas. I just haven't done it yet because I don't want to spend the money, extra money on gasoline. Cost a hundred dollar, over a hundred dollars for me to fill up my tank, and when I went and filled up on Saturday, even it, I think I paid four thirty one in Dallas, but at four thirty one, which was down about forty cents a gallon from the high that I saw here, um, it still took over a hundred bucks, you know, yeah. hundred eighteen dollars to fill my tank, and and there's a lot of people making those decisions. There's a lot of people that are spending time now uh, instead of going to the office every day, they're doing it every other day, you know, trying to make that dollar go just a little bit farther. Yeah. But at the same time, 
I'm flabbergasted to see the number of people that are, are uh, on the highways that are doing travel. And that's just because of COVID. have been shut up too long. Tim Snyder, Matador Economics. We're taking a look at gas price oil patch as well. There was another ancillary report, uh, economic report, credit card debt, reaching new highs. We're topping off the cards yes, again, right. more debt. And part of that, I would imagine, is inflation, maybe even gas expenditures. At a certain point, you top off the card and you can't purchase anymore. So I'm wondering if maybe that is also maybe a, a little bit of, of the relief in the demand where, well, you can't do much driving. You're going to have to stay put uh, for a while because you already topped off uh, the card. There was um, news on oil leases today, Tim, uh, the Biden administration saying that they're opening up some public land oil and gas development. What can you tell me about that headline today that's been part of the Gulf of Mexico and another land being opened up? Oh, I hate to say it, it's smoke and mirrors. You know, June 30th, there was a there was a story uh, in oilprice.com that was talking about um, the Biden administration was actually looking at re- reducing the areas in which the United States could drill for oil and cutting out the Gulf of Alaska and those places. And, you know, the Russians are trying to claim uh, the oil and gas rights to that um, and trying to say that if the United States could drill in the Gulf of Mexico, they might expand just a little bit of drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. But it's it's robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's 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 a shell game is all it is and the fact of the matter is you know when they're having that very very discussion we've got the epa trying to declare a significant portion of the of the permian basin as a non-attainment area and you know levying fines and and penalties and all kinds of things there uh, what's what's the old expression don't be in a hurry to go here's your hat <laughs> well <laughs> People in the market, people in oil and gas, they hear news of more public land and oil and gas development, the administration moving towards something like that. They know what's behind the scenes. They know what's behind the curtain. So the market itself, I don't think, would be reacting positively to any of this where they would properly price fuel as a result. That's true. And and remember, and, and the facts of the matter are, and you said at the lead into this segment, um, you know, we've we've seen gasoline prices drop here in the United States. The AAA showed today that the the average price in the U.S. is four eighty a gallon. That's twenty one cents a gallon cheaper than the peak that we had a couple of weeks ago. We expected everybody expected prices to spike on the Fourth of July, but but there was you know there the the demand destruction that there is out there right now is a different type of demand destruction. It's not like um, you know all of a sudden everything just shut down in the economy and nobody's driving it's just we're readjusting where people are spending our money you you also said some important points one was that credit cards you know people are maxing out their credit cards number two is that we've seen the lowest level of of savings that we've seen in a very very long time this is not just the oil and gas issue this is a food and fuel and fiber and uh, everything that goes on in the farm and it's a freedom issue so you know those are the issues that we're dealing with and it's all tied up into one little deal and it's called demand did you notice that headline from mexico city andres manuel lopez or amlo the mexican president making some noise saying yeah we got a new refinery going online here in mexico which embarrassingly i mean i see that and then i go back to previous headlines from our country just two weeks prior all these comments and rumors that yeah we're not going to see any more additional refining capability 
in our country. Forget any more refiners. I will tell you that the last significant refinery that was built in the United States of America was in 1977. I was a freshman in college at Texas A&M University, and I can tell you that's a long time ago. Um, The United States is not keeping up with what we are trying to do, and this has been a deep state, deep-rooted effort to, to disrupt oil and gas for a very, very long time. People need to stay vigilant on top of all this. Watch your food prices, watch your fuel, watch the things we are are watching. Do not let, don't give the government a pass because they're the government. They're telling you uh, what they want you to hear. Be vigilant. Uh, stay in tune with what's going on. This is not a good time. Be safe, my brother. Tim Snyder, matadoreconomics.com. You're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. It's always an honor to be in for my friend Dana. Hey, stick around. Joey Chestnut. They pay attention every 4th of July. You know who he is. Uh, I'm not a big fan. I, I Competitive eating, that's nuts. That's gluttony, man. That's the sin. That's, that's awful. Anyway, uh, Joey Chestnut made news. Uh, I'll tell you how many hot dogs he downed. Uh, he won again uh, as far as all the hot dogs during the hot dog eating competition on the 4th of July. You can add the words, uh, I guess, uh, protest buster or crime fighter, in case they broke the law, as well to a title, his title. And I'll tell you why here on The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hello? It's at Sergio Talk on Twitter. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. Happy Taco Tuesday. Welcome to the Dana Show from her southern command, Rio Grande Valley of Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and from my friend Dana, she should be with us uh, tomorrow. So Joey Chestnut, uh, again, uh, I'm not a fan of competitive eating. I just don't think eating is a sport. I just, it is a waste of food. And okay, off the soapbox. Uh, it's unfortunately, it's here to stay. It's a tradition up in New York. They get, gather a whole bunch of people, stuff their mouth and swallow, literally swallow a bunch of hot dogs. So, Joey Chestnut, he's the champ. Uh, and his record, I think, was, I've had it here, his, his record was 76. Can you imagine that? 76 hot dogs. It's like he takes a cup of water, he takes the bun and the dog, he gets it all wet. He sticks in there, gets it all wet, then he sticks in his mouth, and it literally almost swallows the thing. Get all the, the bread nice and, and, and wet. Anyway, Joey Chestnut had a bit more to contend with this year. 
he won again. He kept his, I think they called it a mustard belt. Um, he downed 63 hot dogs. 63 compared to the record 76. Well, he was a little too busy fighting off protesters. It's weird. You should see the video on this. This dude fighting off protesters. Some fools went out there. They took over the stage and wanted to get attention, uh, get get some attention on some uh, pig plant uh, out in West somewhere. Like, I think it's in Utah. Anyway, he took him down. He took one guy down and took and took Joey Chestnut off his game a little bit. That's why he was only able to down 63 compared to 76. Hey, thanks for joining us on The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. California-based radio host Jennifer Horn joins me to discuss how deep blue California is fed up with the disastrous policies of the left. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Jennifer tells me why Latino voters shifting to the right are going to be a huge story in her state and beyond. And I'll discuss what to expect at the border now that the Supreme Court says the Biden administration can kill Title 42. Don't miss it. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's some property on the border that is owned or controlled by the federal government. If it's owned or controlled by the federal government, Texas does not have the authority or the capability to stop the illegal immigrants from going to that land. There's another area that that we are working on, and that is private property. There are people, whether it be in this community or people up and down the border, who own property on the border. We are getting authorization from as many of them as we can for the state of Texas to be able to put up barriers, whether it be concertina wire or fences or other types of barriers, so we can prevent people from entering the United yeah. States and the state of Texas through that private um, property. On the first, on the first, that's going to Greg Abbott, uh, the mighty state of Texas. Uh, I, I love you, Greg. I, Governor Abbott, I. Big fan. Yeah, you got my vote come November because uh, it's either you or uh, fake Mexican Robert Francis O'Rourke. Top of the morning. And yeah, I know where he stands on the border and when, it's, when it comes to gun ownership. Welcome to hour two of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting the Dana Show from blessed soil, the state of Texas. This time on the other side of Texas. He's at North Texas. I'm in deep South Texas, right before you fall into Mexico from the studios of KURV Radio. It's an honor to be with you. Again, Dana should be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, Governor Abbott, uh, you know, the first thing that he was saying in Texas, you cannot stop illegal immigrants from crossing the border on federal property. Well, that's, you know, thank you for being law abiding, Governor. Thank you for. Yeah, sticking to the letter of the law. You know, it, it is afforded to us as states. And, you know, let's say anything that's not specifically, you know, apportioned or declared that the federal government should do, it goes back to the states. And there's stuff that the federal government should do that is not doing, and guess who has to pick up the ball? The states. I mean, you can make all sorts of comments on this and, and, and legal justifications. I mean, I mentioned the whole border thing. Yes, I know, and I'll talk about the whole Illinois thing here in just a second. Just let me get this out of the way, because uh, we, in in our ADD American society, it's you know we're constantly changing, uh, chasing the squirrel, squirrel. You know, it's just like the the, the latest uh, news squirrel. 
And unfortunately, it, it's another mass killing. And and I did the whole you know monologue thing last hour in case you want to go back and listen to it. it. It's just a lack of morality, a lack of a compass, a lack of what's right and wrong in this country. Uh, this is what we get. And there's so much evil out there. To be, there's always evil, period. But now it's exponentially worse, and there's just going to be more of these examples. So back to the border real quick. And I mentioned the governor because I was looking through my, my stack of emails that just came in. And in West Texas, in a community I think is called Brackettville, which is Kinney County, in the middle of nowhere. It's a real pretty country. West Texas, the Big Bend area, beautiful place to go camping. You know, it's a desert land. It's just gorgeous out there. I, I, I would hope I can maybe I could spend some time with, with my boys out there and someday camp out there. But there's there's nothing out there except Border Patrol and a bunch of illegal aliens crossing the border at Del Rio. And even Democrat politicians at Del Rio, they've had it up to here when it comes to Joe Biden not doing anything on the border. He's not doing anything. Governor Abbott, Governor, Joe Biden ain't doing anything to enforce border law. Yes, I, I know you can't do anything. Well, you think you can't do anything to stop illegal immigrants from crossing the border on federal property. Yes, who can? What? <laughs> Joe Biden's going to send federal agents to address to arrest DPS agents or, or Texas Fish and Wildlife agents that take illegal immigrants into custody and send them back after you declare an invasion as provided by the Constitution. I mentioned Brackettville, Texas. I mentioned Del Rio, Texas, because right now, I'm guessing around this moment, if you're listening live to the Dana Show, no, actually, it's going to be this afternoon. Here it is. It's going to be this afternoon, a little later on, a little bit after the show. You got people that are retired DPS and leadership, retired DPS. Tom Holman. I love Tom Holman. That dude, man, he's, he's got a sharp tongue. And he's ready to fire from the hip. A former director of ICE, Immigration Customs Enforcement, along with Ron Vitello, former chief of Border Patrol, Brandon Judd, he's with the union. Got some leadership on West Texas. Brackettville is a community that is pretty much right, right in between Del Rio, Texas. Del Rio's on the river. Flood of illegal immigrants coming through Del Rio. And it's between Del Rio and a little place you've probably never heard of before, Uvalde, Texas. Miles and miles and miles away from Uvalde. But right there is Bracket. They're going to have this press conference this afternoon, 3 p.m. Central, I understand. Brandon Judd with a union, Ron Vitello, former Border Patrol chief, Tom Holman, former director of ICE, former captain DPS. You know what they want? They want Governor Abbott to declare an invasion on the border. And last hour, I mentioned in a little headline, you had leadership from nine Texas border counties that want a declaration of an invasion, empowering state military, state authorities, gathering up illegal immigrants and send them back across the border, back to Mexico. Now, yes, that would hit all sorts of legal nerves. First of all, I mean, I can just imagine what Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, AMLO, Mexico City, oh, he'd be all up in Texas' face. You know, you're messing with the sovereignty of our nation, blah, 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 blah. Why don't you patrol? Why don't you clean up your military, clean up your police in Mexico and actually arrest control from the cartels just south of the border and force the law 
And then some, and then then you can come back to us and start telling us about it because integrity, the autonomy, you, you threw that away a long time ago south of the border. You ain't got no autonomy. You ain't got no integrity. The cartels rule Mexico City. The cartels rule all the state houses south of the border. He ain't got, he ain't got no argument. And I know the federal government, Joe Biden, oh, he'd go to court. Oh, but <laughs> can you imagine with this court that is originalist-minded, constitution-minded, understands the role of the federal government, what the federal government is supposed to do, which is pretty much defense, pretty much limited to that, anything else that it's not supposed to do, and if it doesn't do, then it's supposed to go back to the states. Yeah, that's that mindset of the high court. Can you imagine? Because you know, Joe Biden, if, if, if Greg Abbott were to declare an invasion, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Arizona would follow suit, and I don't, you know, communists in California ain't going to do it. Uh, New Mexico, uh, Nepastel. Uh, just uh, let's go. Um, Arizona and Texas. Namely, Texas. Texas has to take the lead. Tom Holman, Ron Vitello, Brandon Judd, other leadership in Brackville, Texas, this afternoon going to call on Governor Abbott to declare an invasion. Enough of this. Stop it already. The federal government is not doing its job. It's time for the state of Texas to declare an invasion. We round them up. We send them back. Set the example. And dare the Biden administration. Yeah, they're going to lawyer up. Yeah, good luck with this high court that's going to examine the role of the federal government, the failure on the part of the executive branch to do its job, just, just a few days back, the high court, and this is something that I'll, I'll, I'll share with you in a conversation with uh, Polly Acosta, 30-year veteran of Border Patrol. That conversation is coming up uh, in a little bit. The high court, I, I know you, maybe you were disappointed to hear that the Remain in Mexico program was, you know, they, they deep-sixed the, the possibility uh, of keeping that program up and running and people seeking asylum, gaming the system, would be sent back to Mexico. Well, well, that was the previous executive branch that worked to create Remain in Mexico. This executive branch has every right to say yes or no to it because it's a separate executive, you know, it's a, it's a separate office, and it can make its own rules. That's the power of the executive office. It's only exercising what it can do, what they believe it must do. Everybody in their lanes, in other words. If you want to look at it as a conservative, I see it as a conservative. President Donald Trump did a great job. He had every right to improvise and, you know, with, with people who were really smart and setting up policy to send him back to Mexico, work with Mexico, Mexico City. That was that administration. That administration is gone. We, we got uh, Dinkus up in, in, in Washington making decisions on what not to enforce. The it's his right to do that. He, right now, he's at the steering wheel. Everybody stay in their lane. Executive branch, you enforce. They didn't say anything about him not enforcing. They just said this administration has a right to make its decision on what to do with the previous administration's decision. You got me? The only option here is to declare an invasion, and that is codified in our Constitution. Declare the invasion, state authorities gather and return. You want to fight? Let's go to court. You want to enforce federal agents on state agents? Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? That would only, this would only propel the issue top of mind every single day instead of what we have right now which is 50 some odd human beings dead in an abandoned 
uh, tractor trailer in Central Texas up in San Antonio. 50-some-odd people dead. The Lord knows how many hospitalized. Oh, it's a tragedy. Oh, how sad. Uh, let's go on to the next news. Squirrel. Latest shooting, whatever's going on. You know, let's go back to Ukraine and Russia, whatever. It's, it's the flavor of the day. But the problem persists. It's still there. And 50-some-odd people ain't nothing compared to the number of people that die in ranch country, in the river, every single day. So anyway, that's coming up later this afternoon. Big, big press conference. And I'm, I like, I'm wondering how much noise this will make today. Obviously, they put, they put this together. Uh, Illinois, the shooting in Illinois is uh, providing a huge distraction. Uh, I wonder how many news assignment, news directors, assignment editors up in New York, up in D.C. and saying, oh, it's just the border again. Uh, don't pay attention to Tom Holman. Don't pay attention to Robert Taylor. Don't pay attention to Brian Jones. Don't, don't pay attention to the, these yahoos. They don't know what they're talking about. Let, let's go back and focus on, on Illinois and gun control once again. Let, let's see what happens this afternoon. By this time tomorrow, Dana should know how much coverage this press conference in West Texas got. Declare the invasion. Let's do it. Bring on the fight. One of the other conversations I want to share with you was you know, this past weekend, 4th of July. It was a Fox poll. It said that pride in our country was down significantly. They said that 39% of individuals who were part of this Fox poll, registered voters, only 39% said that they were proud of their country today. I'm in that 39%. Yes, I know Joe Biden's at the steering wheel, and that dude's falling asleep as he's driving our country. Uh, yes, I know we have a, a, a Biden border mess. Yes, I know inflation is ridiculous, and it's painful. We had Kamala Harris, that soundbite I played for you last hour. She's laughing at the price of gas. It, she doesn't feel any pain. What does she care? But I, I still have hope for my country. Polling data, people across the country realizing that Brandon sucks. <laughs> Joe Biden, he's like the worst so far, the worst ever, and there's seems like there's no hope of him turning it around as far as he's providing no leadership whatsoever. He's he is the reason we have this nasty inflation. He is the reason we have this nasty situation on the border right now. It's Joe Biden. And there's only like 25, 26 percent support for him in key states that supposedly he won 71 percent of people polled by, by Harvard, and some poll they provided to The Hill exclusively last week. Over 70% say they don't want him back for another four years. I have hope that America can wake up. They realize, some of them realizing, um, they got buyer's remorse. And uh, maybe we can turn things around if enough people get involved. So I'll share that conversation uh, on that poll a little later on the program. You're listening to The Dana Show. We're reporting to you from South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hello? Uh, join us, uh, or say hello to me, at Sergio Talk. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Broadcasting from South Texas, studios of KURV Radio, to the nation, to the world. It's The Dana Show. It's an honor to be with you today. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Thank you so much for joining us. Dana should be back with us tomorrow. Uh, stick around for headlines. i got a co- couple of conversations I want to share with you, including author Stephen Rabb. He's um, 
um, we're talking about um, a recent poll from Fox and how some people are dismayed, disappointed, not not that proud. We just cleared the 4th of July weekend, Independence Day weekend, and everybody's in a sour mood, not too proud of being an American. We will correct course. So long as we, the people, have the power, we will correct course. I, I'm in the 39%, still very proud of our country. And um, so I'll share that conversation with you. Also, Polly Acosta, 30-year veteran of Border Patrol. We're going to focus on border issues today. we got some leadership uh, in West Texas, near Del Rio, uh, and also near Uvalde, Texas. Remember that? Uvalde, Texas. Uh, they're making a press on the point today that, that we need to declare innovation. It, it, it's um, Article 4, Section 4. It's easy to remember. 4-4. Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. Allowing states to declare the invasion so, so that we protect ourselves from an invasion. That's what we have all across the southwest border. Anyway, uh, my conversation with Polly coming up in just a little bit. Steve, well, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. President Biden up at the White House paying tribute to four Army veterans of the Vietnam War. Uh, medal honorees, Major John Duffy of Chicago, Army Specialist Dwight Birdwell, from Oklahoma, specialist Dennis Fuji of Hawaii. A posthumous medal was awarded to Staff Sergeant Edward Kanshiro, who was killed in battle. Today was like handing out medal day up at the White House. Honorees for for their military service and also uh, freedom medals given to many citizens. California almond crop, a good one, three billion three billion pounds of almonds. I love almonds. Salty one. Salty uh, sales of new Ford vehicles rising, not as much as had been expected. The number's still low because, yes, we are short on computer chips, and that's definitely affecting. Uh, the GM numbers were down double digits as far as sales. And a woman in Maryland in the news, the winner of at least $100,000 in lottery prizes. Each time that she won, she won three times in five years. And on each one, it was at least $100,000. You know what they say on the, the marketing side, you don't win if you don't play. From South Texas, the Dana Show Southern Command, I'm Sergio Sanchez. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. And I, I will say this, and everybody's going to hate me, but as a woman... Just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you feel that? I know that for a fact. Yeah. Just, be, just because you change your parts, she said. I, I thought it was pipes. Well, it's the same thing. Uh, that's R&B singer Macy Gray. And, yeah, you might recognize the, the voice in the background. That's Pierce Morgan. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show Tuesday edition, Taco Tuesday. Yes, we're making we're making some tacos over at our house uh, later today. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, and Dana should be with us tomorrow. Again, let me get some of this pop culture stuff out of the way. So Macy Gray uh, saying, just because you change your parts, or as I heard, pipes, doesn't make you a woman. Oh, the hellfire that's raining on her. Because uh, on the left, you must conform... You must march to their beat. You need to goose-step march the way they do. Otherwise, you will be canceled. Some threats against Macy Gray. I, I don't follow her too much I, well, at all, uh, quite frankly. But um, I just I, I bring this up because, again, the leftist intolerant, uh, you know, they, they say they're tolerant, but, my goodness, they're just a bunch of Nazis on the left. 
um, who's coming to Macy Gray's defense, we're saying just because you change your parts, just because you, ch you change your pipes, doesn't make you a woman. Uh, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling is backing her, and so uh, Ms. Gray went up here as Morgan. And say you change your body parts doesn't make you a woman, and she also said as far as transgender women, really biological men, they should not be allowed to compete in sports against biological women here, here. Uh, there was some broadcaster out in Britain who made the news because you, you fall out of favor, you, um, you start marching at your own step, they will try to take you down. And I'm not even going to mention that. I don't know who this person is. Some, some big British broadcaster uh, saying that Miss um, Gray is killing what is left of, of her career. And um, J.K. Rowling coming quickly to her defense. And J.K., uh, as Dana has noted rightfully, you need to be big enough to the point that they can't cancel you. And J.K. Rowling is just one of those. Um, she said, uh, today feels like a good day to ensure that I've bought Macy Gray's entire back catalog. Well, good for her. Trying to defend her. Um, other news that caught my eye uh, for today. And Steve and I were talking about this off here a little bit. I, I'm just a fan of college football. I, I, I follow it, uh, just not that much. I, I, I don't know. I know enough to get myself in trouble, and uh, to fall over, you know, hit my face on air because of, of some missteps. But I, I love college football. I love college football more than I do the NFL. To be honest with you, I, I still don't have a mojo for NFL after you know all the kneeling and BLM sponsorship of all these Marxists. I I still can't forgive me. It also kind of helps that I'm a Houston Texan or was a Houston Texan fan. <laughs> they ain't much there to like. And I hate the Cowboys. I actually hate I hate the Cowboys more than than I love the Texans. But enough of NFL. I'm big college because I just think college football is just so much more entertaining. But when I saw this headline First thing I, I thought was AFC, NFC, of course, football. You see, the report today is that more schools in, in the Pac-12 might be switching to, to a new conference. There's a report that says that Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Arizona State will be talking with the Big 12 to... Uh, Check out all the options. So you're like, what can you give me? What was going on? This, after headlines a few days back, we had USC, UCLA, um, announcing that they're joining uh, the big conference, Big Ten, which won't be 10 anymore, by 2024. Big 12 bringing in already a few days back, we mentioned the Cougars from Houston, Cincinnati, and the little cats out there, Central Florida, BYU. So I, I see two massive College football conferences, and again, I don't ask me too much trivia. Don't ask me about any coaches. Don't ask me about big players. I can't say. I just I like it because it's entertaining. But I do see just on the business end. Just you're truly just sitting on the side. Right? Don't you see it? Two massive, massive conferences. Uh, you know the the, the pack, the the big, uh, whatever number falls next to them. I think, it, again, I was talking uh, about this with my producer, Freddie, um, here in, in South Texas. He's a big fan. He follows all this, all this stuff. Again, he could win a trivia if he's doing all, all sorts of trivia. Two massive conferences to me. I think these people are positioning themselves to monopolize football, college football.
to the point. I mean, don't you see where they can say, we've got all these teams, you know, the big conference, the, um, uh, the, the PAC could say uh, the same thing, and, and the big conference could say the same thing, um, to the point where, to hell, to hell with everybody else. You know, we are going to line up our own playoff brackets based on how everybody plays within these massive conferences, these two conferences, and we will have a championship game. Boom, we declare it. And everybody else, too bad, so sad. You don't belong, you don't belong to the two massive conferences and any third conference out there that's, that's flagging. Well, all the money, all the advertising, I think, goes to those big two. That, well, that's, that's the way I see it. Governor, California governor, as I call him, Governor Goodhair DeSantis, uh, Governor Goodhair Newsom, that is. He's, he's, he's going after DeSantis in Florida. Governor Gavin Goodhair Newsom, and I don't know where he got the money from. I, I was trying to find a longer write-up on this one. Was he using, like, his own campaign, leftover campaign money, Gavin Goodhair Newsom, in California advertising in Florida? He's going after, he's going after Governor DeSantis in Florida. Not by name, but, you know, it's implied. So... Governor Gavin Goodhair Newsom calling out Florida, their Republican government, their governor in Florida, bought some TV ads, started running those advertisements on July 4th on Fox, on Fox News in Florida. Just on the 4th. Commercial Newsom speaks directly to voters in Florida. People he's, he might not be happy with GOP policies and and some of the laws that they passed. Doesn't mention Governor DeSantis, but you know he's going after him. Governor Goodhair Newsom implying that Governor DeSantis is on the wrong track. I don't know, man. What did he, what did he use to buy all those ads? His own campaign money? PAC money? California taxpayer money? What, what did he use to, to buy that advertising? I, I think... Um, this is me. I, I think Gavin Newsom, like everybody else, they smell Joe Biden's blood in the water. 71% of Americans say they don't want Joe Biden back another four years. This guy, he takes a sip of water, he takes a drink of water out at NATO or the G7 world. He starts clapping like a little kid. Yeah, I drank my sippy cup. Yeah, he's not all there, man. Homie's not all there, Joe Biden. And as soon as he doesn't run, yeah, he, you know, Gavin Newsom saying, no, he's not running. But of course he is. If Joe Biden didn't run, they don't want to be, they don't want that embarrassment. Anyway, you still proud of America? We just cleared the 4th of July holiday. You still proud of your country? I am. I know the numbers are smaller now than what they were just a few years back, but I'm still proud of our country. And you know what? Millions upon millions, of which this year might be two million illegal immigrants crossing the border illegally again, trying to get into this country. They're coming here because this is the, the shining city on a hill. Let me share a conversation I had with author Stephen Rabb. Compared to previous years, pride in America was down significantly. According to a recent poll, Stephen Rabb is author of The Founder's Speech to a Nation in Crisis. Stephen, is it inflation that has everybody down in the dumps? 
Well, Sergio, I think that's, that is one of the, the inflation, uh, Afghanistan, uh, an administration that does not uh, seem to be proud of our country, doesn't celebrate D-Day. I, I think that there's a if you look at the, the numbers, you see that it's, it's a lot of Republicans in there saying they're not proud of the country right now. And I think it's looking at um, an administration that, is, uh, that, that leads from behind. And, and that is, we've had that before didn't work well then, not working that well now. And uh, I think uh, so part of what we're seeing is kind of the, the moment we're in with this administration. Uh, on a deeper level, I, I think it goes deeper, and I think that there is a leftist narrative is penetrated far too deeply, and, and there is a hate America crowd that is out there, and universities behind it, and media behind it, and, and they're sending a message that there's nothing in America to love. Um, to be proud of, and I think that's a that's a whole other problem, and that's that's why I wrote the book, the Founder's Speech. It was a Fox News survey right before the Fourth of July weekend. So across mm-hmm. the country, uh, pride in America down twelve points compared to twenty seventeen, down thirty points compared to twenty eleven. National pride down. Majorities of Republicans and Independents, nearly half of Democrats, also feeling dissatisfied. What would be in the other half that feels satisfied for the Democrats? What would they be satisfied with? That they're, de- they're destroying <laughs> well, America? That's right. Well, I think that that's where some partisanship comes in. That uh, that you know, when when Trump was in office, they uh, those numbers were through the roof. That the that the Democrats were did not were not proud of their country, and now they're and now they are um, it, very different because their guys in office. That's why I think. Some of this is partisanship. There's no doubt that the, the wet blanket that's across America from inflation and is just a general morass that Americans feel, um, and the la- and the tone that comes out of the White House, I think, is a big part of it. The, the bully pulpit that, that there is a we perceive it as an incompetent administration. We perceive it as administration that is not able to unite or stir Americans or call on us to the better angels of ourselves. Um, and that's uh, that's what we're seeing here in these polls, reflected in these polls, is uh, is a shrug by America that they're not they're not feeling uh, good about this country today because they're not feeling good about their pocketbook, they're not feeling good about our place in the world, and they're not feeling um, good about our future when they see look around and see so much. Uh, uh, riots in the streets and crime and, and borders and all of those things contribute to a general feeling that, my gosh, we are losing this country. And I think part of what you see there is, is not just a, um, a feeling I, I don't love my country. I do love my country. That's why I'm so sad for my country. And I mm-hmm. think that's part of what's reflected in that poll is just a, uh, um, a pain I... Americans feel for their country. Stephen Rabb is author of the Founder's Speech to a Nation in Crisis. I would be in the 39% in that Fox poll when asked specifically, are you proud of the country today? I, I still am proud of this country, despite all the troubles. Look, I'm I'm so grateful that almost 50 years after the, the, the legal contortions they went through to make, make all that bad law and wholesale kill millions of babies in this country, Roe v. Wade has been flushed down the toilet. And as far as inflation... We know what the problem is. It's bad leadership. It's Joe Biden. It's his energy policy. We know the problem on the border. is Joe Biden reversing all the border security on the border. I'm still proud of my country. And I see 
here at the border. I'm looking just south. Thousands of people staging crossing illegally on a daily basis, crossing the border illegally. They're coming here because this country, as Boris Johnson a few days back said, yeah, America's still a shining city on a hill. They're coming here because there's nothing better on this planet. They're still coming. All these leftists, all these crazy you know, America-hating leftists, if they really believe that America is the worst, I, I would challenge them. Get a bullhorn, come down to McAllen, Brownsville, start shouting in Espanol south of the border, go back, go back, America's the racist, America's the worst, don't come here. That's one way they could help out uh, this country, is to try to curb all this illegal immigration. That's it, that's it. Well, there's no doubt that there are many who um, see nothing but bad, and they, they, they preach that narrative with the hopes that they will acquire power through it. So you're right, it's disingenuous. It's not real. Um, if it was real, they would uh, they would not only be there with a bullhorn, but they'd be packing their bags to go find that beautiful nation, right? I mean, there's, they're, yeah. they're, they're always saying we should be more like uh, this European nation or that European nation. Well, my gosh, then then there it is. There's your, there's your utopia. Go, go enjoy it. Uh, but um, but they know that's not true. That's why they're still here. That's why they threaten to go, but they don't go. Because they know what you and I know, and that is this is still the greatest place on Earth. Yeah. And yet uh, their narrative um, makes it is an attempt to destroy it. And that's what we have yeah. to stand up against. Yeah, absolutely. We're not perfect. No one is. No nation is. We're all run by flawed, failed human beings. We're not angels. We need, we need government. Steve, uh, b- before I let you go, what is the founder's message to a nation in crisis. Uh, the, found, the founder's speech is a speech from the founding fathers to America. It's in their own words. It's the words we need to be hear and be reminded of, and that is who we are as Americans. And this is a speech on 10 different topics that America needs to hear. How do folks find you online, Steve? At thefounderspeech.com. Got it. Thank you, Steve. Right. Thank be, you. Be safe, brother. Well, thank you very much for having me, Sergio. I, I appreciate it. This is the Dana Show from our Southern Command in South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Stick around. Got Florida Man around the corner and this delicious story from Pinellas County. Some guy, some Florida guy, facing three years in jail for using hot dog as a weapon. I kid you not. So stick around for Florida Man from South Texas. This is the Dana Show. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. This note from Pinellas County, Florida. And this one, delicious story. First of all, because it deals with hot dogs, but it, it deals with liberty issues. Man, this one had my libertarian funny bone just screaming. Newport Ritchie guy arrested... On a felony charge this past weekend, authorities say that he threw a hot dog at a police officer. The cop was warning him that you're in violation of city ordinance. Okay. So police say that Jason Stoll from Newport Ritchie was ignoring officers' um, orders. Um, Mr. Stoll kept, he kept uh, selling hot dogs on the roadway. On, on a Saturday night after midnight, after his local authority-issued permit, it came to an end. And, and don't you... This is ridiculous. Uh, why do I... Seriously, what? 
ask, need to ask permission for the government to, to work, feed my family. Anyway, Mr. Stoll was asked to put down the hot dog. Put down the hot dog, sir. Put down the hot dog. Step away from the hot dog. He, uh, he continued to, continue to try to sell his hot dogs. Mr. Stoll got so upset, he threw a hot dog at a police officer. And now here's where the libertarian funny bone really kicks in. Oh, way over the top behavior on the part of the police. I love my family and blue, but just don't mess with liberty, my goodness. Mr. Stoll was charged with battery on a law enforcement officer. Wow, resisting an officer without violence. Mr. Stoll is facing three years in jail for for these charges. That's that's beyond ridiculous. The Florida man winds up being the, the cop in this case. From South Texas, I'm Sergio Sanchez. This is the Dana Show. I am I'm always, I'm concerned every single day. There's not an event or a day where I don't lay on my back at night, look at the ceiling, and wonder, worry about stuff. So everything we have in the city uh, at, over the last seven years, I worry about. I don't enjoy Fourth of July. I don't enjoy the the, the Democratic yes. National Convention. I didn't enjoy the the um, um, uh, NFL draft. I'm waiting for something bad to happen all the time. So it's I'll be happy when I'm not here, when I'm not mayor, and I can enjoy some stuff. What can we do? It's Philadelphia Mayor uh, Jim Kenney. What can we do, Mayor, to, to make you happy? Huh? What, what, take everybody's guns away, uh, even the criminals in a little fantasy world? Uh, melt them all down? Make plowshares out of them? My goodness, it's just more whining on the left. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana, she should be with us tomorrow. By the way, I should have mentioned this a little earlier. I saw a little post from another friend who's in broadcasting was talking about how there's a Talkers magazine. They do a list of the heavy hundred. Uh, it's not the fattest and and heaviest talkers. I mean, there's a lot of fat guys in radio because after I was radio, got to sit our butts and talk all day long. I if that, if it was by weight, I'd probably be on there as well. But no, we're talking about most influence, largest audience, uh, reach, uh, and the people that you see on cable, all that stuff. There's a lot of factors going to the heavy hundred from Talkers Magazine, and I'm sending a big, strong fat man hug. To my buddy Dana and Chris, her husband, and all the team, my brother Sugarcane, producer Steve, everybody. Dana is number six on the heavy hundred from Talkers Magazine. I should have mentioned this a little earlier. Uh, who's uh, she's the number one uh, as far as like real women, not dudes who pretend to be women, like real women, females, like biological females. That's why God created her. She's number one. The top female talk radio host, most powerful in the entire nation, and by extension, the planet. Yeah, everything I'm like. Congratulations, Dana. Number six and climbing on the uh, Talkers Magazine Heavy 100. Uh, a, a little bit in front of Dana. I see it. Well, you know who the top dude is. That's, that's, um, that's Hannity. That's Sean. I love Sean. I haven't seen him in a long, long time. We used to have him here at the radio station. Uh, number two is Dave Ramsey. I was, I was kind of shocked. I, I know Dave has a great following. I think I think that's really good news. People getting information on how to pay stuff with cash, right? And uh, get out of debt. You, you think that shtick would get old, right? It's, it's the same thing over and over again. Freedom! I'm debt-free, right? No, it's good. 
The more people listen to, you know, pay with cash, good stuff. Congratulations, Dave. He's number two on that list. Uh, the great one, Mark Levin. And then Kill Me. I love Brian Kill Me. That dude, that's a fast-moving show. I, I got him here at the radio station here in South Texas. Uh, someone I've never seen or heard of before. I'll admit, I'm sorry, because I, I, I don't do the satellite radio. Some uh, young man, Joe Madison, he's number five on that list. He's like on a series, I think. And then it's Dana, number six. Heavy 100. Congratulations to Dana and the team. Okay, so um, back to the news at hand. Um, of course, we got that shooting up in in Illinois. Americana, Illinois. Yeah, just a, a town that, you know, had been the, literally been the back backdrop. Highland Park, Illinois, had been the backdrop for some of um, the 1980s big movies. Like, I think, 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off. Uh, Hollywood was always up there because it, it looked like and represented America. It's just a nice community. Of course, six killed and, and dozens hurt as a result of a, another nutcase, you know, despite, you know, the red flag laws, despite, you know, all the restrictions on gun ownership and being able to take a gun in public and registering to get a gun. Da, 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 da. You know, it's the state of Illinois, People's Republic of Illinois. Oh, man, what Lincoln would say these days if he was still alive. The land of Lincoln just restricting the Second Amendment. Well, yeah, I know what you're thinking. You're going, well, Serge, you know, federal government heavy-handed against southern states. Also, okay, let me, let me back the truck before I get myself too much in trouble. I don't think he would have been in favor of gun owners from the south. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll back the truck. But in Highland Park, Illinois, um, you can't stop evil. Like I said, hour one. You get a crazy man. He's helping on killing other human beings and making a, a name for himself. I'm not even going to mention that SOB's name. Uh, he's going he's gonna to get the gun. He'll get the rifle, just like they do overseas. And yeah, they do have mass shootings and killings with guns in, in countries where guns are illegal for, own, for citizens to own. An individual wants to kill someone, it's, it's hard to stop a crazy man. Speaking of Another crazy man at Uvalde, and that that punk who wound up getting rifles and wound up using one to, to kill all those kids at that school. A separate issue that has been has been emerging of late is the transparency of this investigation, the demand by both Democrat and Republican leaders to open up this investigation and provide more information on what went wrong in Uvalde, Texas. One of the quotes that I saw was uh, from San Antonio up in Central Texas, Joaquin Castro. Normally, I don't agree with communist Castro on anything, but Joaquin is right. It's time to open up this investigation. We need more transparency. We need, we need video. It, it's, it's, it's starting to sound day by day with a frustration with, from people in Uvalde, Texas. Day by day, it's starting, it's starting to sound like a cover-up. We know the police response failed embarrassingly, miserably. See, that's what you get when you trust government to protect your kids. That's what you get when you trust government to protect you. As I said, oh, well, you always say as well, one way to get rid of a bad guy with a gun is a good guy or several good guys and gals with guns. Law enforcement... This is an abject failure of law enforcement. They were in the hall for an hour plus with their shields, with their rifles. And how many kids could could have, would have, should have been saved? Little kids bleeding to death. 
because they what they what some police some not all some feel for their safety and the others couldn't charge forward because those in leadership didn't allow them to do to to go forward this is a test textbook example of law enforcement failure they got all these door closed meetings and investigations taking place in west texas in in uvalde after that school massacre you got local residents absolutely frustrated. You got media demanding answers, demanding uh, to see video. Look, the, the 19 babies are dead. The two teachers are dead. The suspect, the shooter, is dead. What are you, what are you investigating? What are you hiding? There was, in, in the longer write-up to this, uh, an individual with the Texas State Troopers saying he's open to releasing body camera footage. Imagine of all... The police officers waiting in the hall. How much body camera footage do we have from all those police officers who were held back by somebody in the lead at the school district police not allowing them to go in there? Can you imagine the frustration, the foul language, all the cursing? By oh, these guys wanted to get in there. Something wanted to get in there and do something, but they were held back. We need to see this. The public needs to see this. The parents need to see this. In other police departments. Both at school districts and local local police, they need to see this to learn and not repeat this mistake. It is said that the DA in West Texas in that community in Uvalde is the one that has final say can require that body camera footage to be released. Release the darn thing. You're not conducting an investigation in order to prosecute someone unless unless the DA is, and I doubt it. Don't you? What? They're going to bring charges up on the individual who led that response force and held everybody back? I don't think that's happening. The suspect is dead. All the victims are dead. It's time to release the information for the public to see. Yes, it is embarrassing. Yes, we'll be shaking our head. But it's time for all police departments who will respond to more of these incidents in the future. They will. Because America, we are in decline. Our nation is in decline. We have been in moral decline for the longest time. And we continue that decline. There is hope that we're introspective enough. We realize our mistakes. We realize our sin and repent to the Almighty. And maybe start practicing a little bit of right and wrong, recognizing right and wrong, and start practicing a little bit of morality and pass that on. What we practice, pass that on to our children. But that's another topic in and of itself. So we will see more of these shootings. There's plenty of crazies out there. And despite all the red flag laws and and new laws that they celebrate that will restrict 18-year-olds from registering to get guns, nothing that was passed in D.C., recently did anything to stop this matter. There will be more massacres because America is is on decline. All right, so much negative stuff taking place. Um, before I go pay some bills, let me let me get some happier stuff in here real quick. Uh, here's this one. Um, honoring an American veteran. Let's see here. Last surviving World War II Medal of Honor recipient honored in a ceremony up in D.C. You heard about him a few days back because he passed away. The Lord called him home. Herschel Woody Williams passed away last week, age 98. 
the Speaker of the House and Senate Majority Leader saying Williams will lie in honor at the U.S. Capitol. Also, they said a tribute will be held for Williams and for all those who fought in World War II. And the last member of the famed Band of Brothers has died. His name was Bradford Freeman. He passed away at age 97 in Mississippi this past weekend, this 4th of July weekend. He was a member of the 506th Parachute Infantry, part of the 101st Airborne. And, of course, Band of Brothers was famously featured by Steven Spielberg in his World War II series, Band of, what, uh, Band of Brothers. The last member of the Band of Brothers has passed away at age 97. And remember the name Ryan Lotke? Uh, famed Olympian, swimmer, Ryan Lotke. He's auctioning off his Olympic medals, not because he's falling on hard times, but because he's doing something real good. I'd save this one for, for Florida man, but I ran out of time uh, last segment. This is, a good, this is a good Florida man. So maybe, maybe he's good at providing a little distance from the silly stuff. Ryan Lotke out in Florida, he's selling his three silver and three bronze medals. Uh, he's a Florida native, and he says he's going to donate the proceeds to a charity that funds dream vacations for um, kiddos that are really, really sick. Bidding process starts on July 21st at the, at the auction house. Lotke also has six Olympic gold medals. And he plans to auction those off as well um, later down the road. It's 19 minutes after the hour. You're listening to The Dana Show from her Southern Command in South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Stick around. we got plenty of border security or lack of security issues to, to talk about. Ippolito Paliacosta, a friend of mine, he's, he was with Border Patrol for 30 years. I'm focusing on the magnet. Uh, we're focusing on the magnet of illegal employment in this country. And also, uh, I'll bring back uh, one of the headlines for this afternoon. Shortly this afternoon in West Texas, we got a group of border security experts who worked at Border Patrol, Homeland Security, ICE, along with local leadership in West Texas there, calling on Governor Greg Abbott to declare an invasion and have that fight with the federal government now. That's the only way we can stop this flood of humanity. State of Texas Roundup, or any state that wants to round up illegal immigrants, send them back south of the border where where they came from. That's coming up on The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hello on Twitter? It's at Sergio Talk. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail, it's The Dana Show. Happy Tuesday, amigo, from The Dana Show Southern Command in deep south Texas, McAllen, Brownsville. I'm Sergio Sanchez. It's an honor to be with you. Dana should be with us uh, tomorrow. Stick around at about 34 minutes after the hour. Latest on Brittany Griner. Uh, now, I don't watch WNBA. I know she's a superstar. I recall that name every now and then, Texas News. Uh, superstar from Baylor. Uh, Miss Griner, she had a bone to pick with America. Didn't want the American anthem to be you know, played during the WNBA games. All those things. Just... Well, that's silliness. Uh, uh, she's she's been in real trouble. She's been in Russian custody for a while. So, update on what may happen this week. I think Thursday is the next uh, hearing for Ms. Griner. She, she's facing charges of, I think it's like a, some vape gun or vape machine. It, it had like uh, like uh, marijuana vape or something like that. They, oh, in Russia, man, they 
they, they've gone to town. She's very afraid she may not come back uh, to her home. Yes, America, her home. <laughs> the home she poo-pooed for a long time. Yeah, she definitely wants to go home. Not so bad anymore, huh? That's coming up in just a little bit. All right, Steve-O, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Let's see here. Let me get some of the silly stuff out of the way. As we just cleared the 4th of July Independence Day weekend, there was an ice cream shop up in New York that made the news. Uh, for the 4th of July, they mixed hot dogs with ice cream. Let the dogs out um, was the ice cream. There's hot dogs and ice cream. I, I don't know. Uh, there's uh, another uh, food vendor in Tennessee that made the news. The place is called Daddy's Dogs, Nashville, uh, hot dog restaurant. Hot dog restaurant or hot dog? See, I question the, the or hot dog stand. Like restaurant, like you really you have like a restaurant, a sit down restaurant for for ordering, ordering hot dogs. Anyway, Daddy's Dogs saying men who have received a vasectomy uh, can get a free milkshake. They call it like snip for shake at the shop. Just bring in confirmation from the doctor, get a free a free milkshake for the snip snip. Uh, Eiffel Tower is rusted, is so bad, going to get a new paint job. They say it needs major repairs before the 2024 Olympics. And at the box office uh, this past weekend, it was all those little minions, banana-eating minions, Rise of Gru, that was number $108 million at the box office. Uh, I talked with friends, Fat Cat the Movies and Movie Mom about this. Um, No. For me, yeah, I'm taking the kids. I'm looking forward to the 90-minute nap, though. That's what I'm looking forward to. From the Southern Command in South Texas, this is The Dana Show. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. The fastest route is to reinstitute that right that women had until five justices on the Supreme Court decided to use their authority in ways that deny millions of Americans the right to good health and perhaps even their life. That's the voice of the um, HHS Secretary, Javier Becerra. So uh, limiting abortions, he says, threatens right to life. Yeah, just another example of just... Uh, it's painful sometimes just watching these fools, this, this illogical, this attempt to negotiate the justification of murder. It, he doesn't care about the unborn, doesn't care about that. It's not him. That's the same case for, for all leftists, for all individuals that advocate, defend the, the killing of an unborn, undelivered child. You care about this, you defend this. Adamant, you protest, you threaten the safety of high court justices because it's not you. It's not your lifeline. It's not you in the womb. You were there once. That other individual you don't care about. It's just amazing what, what they go through to try to justify all this. Taking place, in fact, just a little bit after the Tuesday edition of the Dana Show, West Texas. You got former Director of Immigration Customs Enforcement, Ron Vit- uh, that's Tom Holman. Ron Vitello, he used to lead United States Border Patrol. Brandon Judd, every now and then you hear from him on the cables and here on the program as well. He's the president of the Border Patrol Union. Got other folks in West Texas. 
and the message today and let's see how let's see how much traction how many legs this picks up they're calling on governor greg abbott to declare an invasion and as uh, article 4 section 4 allow the state of texas to finally declare an invasion and round up illegal immigrants and send them back because joe biden he hadn't done it he's not going to do it and we are on track to see two million illegal immigrants enter this country we'll talk more about immigration in just a little bit to have a 30-year veteran immigration Hippolyta Paglia Costa and part of the conversation that I had with him was on the magnet of illegal illegal employment that is never prosecuted not by this administration not by the previous Trump administration that's right I never heard any headlines on prosecuting employers who were hiring illegal immigrants if it did happen, I apologize, but it did not really make the top of the news, even in the deep news pile. President President Trump was so focused on stopping the wave of illegal immigrants and did a really good job in returning to Mexico, working with Mexico City, Title 42 on, on COVID. He did an awesome job working with Central America and South America and Mexico to, to turn this around. And all this reversed by Joe Biden. Obama... Junior W. Bush, all these people. I, I never heard any significant program to prosecute employers who, in essence, are, are hiring slaves. It's amazing what, what, how little they pay. And some of these people paying their debt off for, for coming into this country. Uh, let me share with you some other news that you should know. Well, first up, if you are still using snail mail, 60 cents, first class mail. A stamp that kicked in this past weekend. There is a vegan meal kit that is in the news and is part of some lawsuits now. It is the Daily Harvest meal kit and individuals who are suing Daily Harvest. A couple of them said they needed to have their gallbladders removed after getting sick from consuming some of these products. Uh, arguing Daily Harvest did not do enough to warn consumers about the dangers in, in their product. What what was it then? It was here. In the, let me see if I can find it real quick. It was the French lentil and leek crumbles uh, offerings from from that company. Uh, Brittany Griner, WNBA star and famous women's college basketball star Brittany Griner. She's, she's a big deal here in Texas. Uh, a lot of people loved her in, when she went to Baylor. She's been in Russian custody now oof, for weeks now. Uh, she took in some marijuana-laced cartridges, some vape machine in Moscow. That's a no-no. She's been in jail this whole time. Um, she's really afraid that she may not ever come home. Yes, the home that she had a problem with and poo-pooed so much. Brittany... Before making headlines related to her success in basketball, she was known to be a, a staunch critic of our country. And I've seen plenty of memes online. There's one where she looks very surprised that she's at a checkpoint. And so the moment you realize America wasn't bad after all, and they point to her in that picture. Brittany Griner in trouble with, with Russian courts. I think Thursday is the next court hearing for her. There was one meme that caught my caught my eye. I don't know if you remember in the old Saturday Night Live when it used to be funny. Um, Chris Farley, I think the, one of the you know token fat guys on the show, 
uh, he used to have this interview segment with people saying, remember this? Remember that? Oh, that was awesome. Well, it was based on that. It said, remember that time that you were protesting against the United States and didn't want the national anthem played at any of your games? And now you're in prison in Russia and want the United States to save you? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, watch for Thursday, see what happens to Ms. Griner. Okay, back to our border with Mexico and all the people crossing illegally every single day. we got a press conference taking place this afternoon. Folks calling on Governor Greg Abbott to declare an invasion. Meantime, my conversation with 30-year veteran from Border Patrol, Hippolito Paliacosta. He worked at Border Patrol for 30 years. Man, he knows what's taking place at the front lines. He's author of The Shadow Catcher, case dealing with dozens and dozens and dozens of kids being smuggled, being sent to the U.S. Hippolito Paliacosta is my guest. Let me start with Central Texas San Antonio Poly. That tractor trailer that was abandoned in San Antonio, all those people dead, just par for the course, man. It happens all the time. Of course, to this degree, to this size, fortunately it doesn't. But cumulative on the southwest border in La Quinena and Ranchland here in South Texas, and the river, dead everywhere by the hundreds every single year, and that never gets a headline. Well, Sergio, and you're entirely correct. Something that has been happening over and over throughout the years, and not not just throughout the years. It actually happens every single day, from you know, yeah. uh, along the uh, the area and, and the valley where, as you uh, might remember, I used to be head of the investigations branch in Brownsville, Texas. When I came to Houston in 2002, a few months later, we had the unfortunate incident in Victoria, Texas, where 19 people died in a very similar situation in the back of a tractor trailer after they were abandoned by the smuggler. It's a horrific sin. Uh, what you're looking at is the, uh, the the magnitude of 53 people dying uh, in the heat. It's a horrific conditions. The smuggling continues, and uh, yeah, it's not it's not getting any better. And tell me more about uh, the case that you wrote up, the shadow catcher, your book on those dozens and dozens of kids that were being smuggled. Well, we had a we had a very similar operation in the early 2001. I believe there was a lady out of Oof. Los Angeles that had had a prolific human smuggling organization, and she specialized in children and we actually had intelligence and we did surveillance in el salvador uh we ended up interdicting 52 children that were being transported from el salvador to the border uh, of the united states and they were destined to go to los angeles and then distributed throughout the united states included in that particular smuggling group was an 18 month old baby that was traveling unaccompanied to rejoin his parents in the united states who had been smuggled themselves uh probably a year earlier so there were 50, 52 children. We ended up uh, tracking the, the organizational head all the way to Los Angeles, ultimately got her arrested and convicted for human smuggling back in 2002. But if, if you can imagine what would have happened with those 52 children that were en route to the United States, many of them two years old, five years old, seven years old, without parents or relatives. Uh, and we had actually, said we had actually encountered some of the children that had been smuggled earlier in Mexico City in the backyard of one of the smugglers uh, in Mexico City where they slept outside. Hippolito Poliacosta, 30-year veteran of the Border Patrol, were catching up on some border-related issues, including the high court said, remain in Mexico, doesn't need to stay in place. Now, this is not the Supreme Court's fault. The border mess that we have, it's not the Supreme Court's fault. It just is. And with this more conservative-minded court that we have that works from a perspective that everybody needs to stay in their lane. Congress, you pass the laws. The president, you enforce the laws. 
pretty much putting everything back on Congress and the president again to do their job. And unfortunately, right now we have a president that is not doing his job, not enforcing border law. In the end, though, the decision seems to be a call to smugglers, a call to illegal immigrant caravans to go ahead and set up shop and come this way. Well, I think it's going to be a continuation of what we've had over the years. You know, Title 42 served the purpose during the pandemic. And I think your point is well taken that there's a lot of other things that need to be done besides Title 42. It was used for a specific purpose. And ultimately, I think what, what we need to do is actually have something similar, but not just for a pandemic situation. We have to have a the enforcement of the laws of people coming into the country where we don't have uh, thousands of migrants being attracted because of the fact that they believe they can come in and file for asylum. When I was in charge of the Brownsville office, we had uh, at one time we had a thousand people a day coming across the border because of the fact that we were using a similar policy of allowing them to go into the interior of the United States, setting them up for a hearing that they would never appear. So there was a huge magnet. But the other thing is, uh, you mentioned a, another thing that I think is very interesting. The magnet of people coming into the country is because they are allowed to work. You know, employers don't face the sanctions that they should be facing yeah, because they the are the magnet yeah. that brings people into the country because they're they're here to feed their families. Employers get away with it, and there is no enforcement on employer sanctions in the interior in this administration, the previous administration, or the one before. And so what do we have now, Sergio, in the United States? 10, 15, 20 million people living in the shadows. We have a new a new slave class, indentured servants. I was reflecting on this a couple of days back. You got people that, some of them that don't pay the thousands of dollars, well, they indebt themselves to criminal organizations or working for the cartels and Central American gangs and, and the smugglers and the coyotes. They're working their debt off, either in sexual slavery or maybe working at some food processor or some service provider, some bar out there somewhere. They're slaves. They're modern slaves paying off their debt. And that is never mentioned in the news. As, as long as people are able to come in, as long as they're able to work, and as long as that happens, there are people that are going to abuse the system and take advantage of that particular situation. And you just mentioned a whole multitude uh, of areas that use labor coming into the United States. And the, and the unfortunate thing is that after they get settled in, after paying thousands of dollars to be smuggled into the country, and by the way, uh, to be smuggled from Ecuador, uh, to New York, it's twenty thousand dollars actually to be smuggled into into the United States, and yet people continue doing that. So again, the cartels control that. They control it in Mexico. We have cartel participation in the United States, and and again, it just goes on and on. I think uh, the, the issue is quite complex, but the bottom line is that. Our congressional leaders, and you've heard me say this before, our congressional leaders need to get their head out of the sand and actually address the issue the way it should be. Let's get rid of that magnet. Let's make sure that other foreign governments are held accountable as well. If you can imagine thousands of people uh, transiting through Mexico, uh, and they're allowed to do so. You don't think the Mexican government knows? You of don't course think the they do. Control yeah. that particular situation? Of course they do. Um, there, are so many, there are so many factors in there. Hippolito Polia Costa, 30-year veteran of Border Patrol, author of The Shadow Catcher. State of Texas tries to do something, Polly. They're trying to do something. But, you know, I see fish and wildlife, DPS, trucks and vans and SUVs everywhere. It doesn't seem to stop anything. It doesn't seem to be making any difference whatsoever. I'm, governor desperately trying to work with landowners to set up some type of wall barrier. I think Governor Abbott should be courageous enough and declare an invasion already. Enough. 
you know, there's nothing can be done. I, I want to hear that fight. Well, I think that the, the, the important thing is that our political leaders need to do this, Sergio. They need to stop the photo op opportunities and actually come up, come up with concrete resolutions. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, and Governor Abbott mentioned something that the, uh, that the impact of an open border policy, you know, led to the result of what happened in San Antonio. I disagree with him, and I'll tell you why. We have hundreds of DPS officers along the border. That tractor trailer actually went through a checkpoint along the border. Now, mind you that the Border Patrol has only about 30% of the resources dedicated to enforcement because they're stretched out with other processes that they're doing. So I think that they need to come up with more concrete stuff. I think that there's better ways to, to address it. We don't need photo ops with uh, our president meeting with the Mexican president to come up with a solution. I think it's time to cut the bait and, and, and do something well, about that, Well, that's what I'm saying. Declare the invasion. Put the Texas state guard, put it on the board. That's it. Enough. No more. Stop. Go back. Enough. You're arrested. You're being sent back. I, I know that this would agitate all sorts of political nerves. But that's the fight that we need because America is distracted. We, they only look at the border when 50 people plus are dead in a tractor trailer. Ah, and then they forget about it. They move on to something else. And aside from that, the cartels need to be designated as terrorist organizations. And I know that they don't want to go there, but that's another thing they need to do. Yeah. You know, in two or three weeks, this will have been history. Yes. Everybody moves on. Yes. Uh, the, the, it's, the it already is now. Convicted. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 then, and, then, and then when he comes up again, then we, we go through the same talk we're having right now. Polly, we're blessed to be U.S. citizens, living in the greatest country on earth, and I appreciate your time. Hippolito Polly Acosta, 30-year veteran, Border Patrol. This afternoon, experts in immigration, from Border Patrol to ICE, top names that you've heard before, they will be in Brackettville, Texas, just near Del Rio, between Del Rio and Uvalde, this afternoon after today's edition of The Dana Show, making some noise, asking Governor Greg Abbott to declare that invasion. We'll see if that gets any legs. Appreciate you tuning in. We're broadcasting to you from the Dana Show Southern Command in South Texas, right here on the border. Yeah, we have our share of thousands of people crossing illegally every single day. Which, by the way, just sidebar mentioned, Department of Homeland Security uh, saying that the Remain in Mexico program, despite the fact that the high court said, uh, yeah, Joe Biden can take it down, uh, it will stay in place uh, for now. That was the, the comment from Alejandro Mayorkas on ABC and CBS on the Sunday shows. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, they don't want to smoke signal uh, to Central American to the caravans that they're going to be removing it anytime soon. Otherwise, they'd have a, a flood, of, an embarrassing flood of more illegal immigrants today. Hey, stick around. Coming up at about five, 55 minutes after the hour, uh, what Joe Rogan had to say about interviewing Donald Trump. Uh, yes or no? From South Texas, this is The Dana Show. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. From her southern command in South Texas, the studios of KURV Radio. It's an honor. Thank you, Dana. Big hug and a kiss to you and Chris. I hope you got some rest, and she'll be with us, Lord willing, back tomorrow. Uh, I'm Sergio Sanchez. If you'd like to say hello, you got to do the Twitters thing, as Dana says, at Sergio Talk. That's at Sergio Talk on Twitter. The number six talk show nationwide, according to that list by Talkers Magazine and the uh, Heavy Hundred. That's the Dana Show. Number one female talk show host in the country. That's the Dana Show. So so honored that, that she gives us a call every now and then to, to fill in. Uh, I was, uh, I just got um, the picture. Tony La Russa, he's with, uh, with the Sox, the White Sox. 
a little baseball note. Uh, the uh, White Sox f- fell victim to the first 8-5 triple play. The 8 would be center field. 5 would be shortstop, if I'm correct. Whether well, 5 get two, get two outs as well? Because it was a line drive to center, caught, thrown back to the shortstop. I think the shortstop uh, t- took two guys out who went off base, run into the next base. Anyway, you got to see the video on that. Tony Larissa, a uh, video of, of him. It's hilarious. He's just his mouth gaping like, wow. Thank you for joining us on The Dana Show from South Texas. Dana should be back with us tomorrow.